0: Welcome. We look forward to having everyone here listen to a wonderful conversation about this week's events in sports. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to get it all debriefed by a sports writer and um, NFL editor, Mike McLean. Can you hear me? I can hear him. Yeah, man. How you doing? Big news in the NHL this week. What, what happened this week in the NHL, Mike?
1: Well, unless you were under a rock, uh, you heard that some. <laughs> Pretty positive news as far as the NHL is concerned and probably the biggest uh, bit of news that we've received since uh, this quarantine and this pandemic began, man. Like, it looks as though we've got a plan for NHL to return to to action. And when you hear it coming from the commissioner himself, rather than it just being reported and all all these different scenarios being bandied about, that's when you could get a a little excited about this. So, yeah, uh, Gary Batman went in front of the nation, both nations, the world, okay. and uh, and shared the NHL's plan to return to the ice. Now it's still a little far ways away. Uh, we're talking about um, what some training camps in June um, leading up to some games, maybe July, August, I believe is the timeline, but yeah. uh, at least the plan and there's something to look forward to. And um, he, he also, um, confirmed that it's going to be a 2014 playoff format, which is something that we haven't seen. So that's totally. definitely interesting. Um, if it was just a regular NHL season, you know, you have the two different conferences and
0: yeah.
1: eight teams from each, but now you, you got to open the field for the teams that were just a couple of spots away from making it to the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, man, it's, it's going to be different, but uh, it's sports. Totally. Do we think it's going to happen? I mean, it's funny that the moment they announced it, it, you know, you're watching other broadcasts that don't typically always talk about sports. And they're mentioning how, you know, Teresa Tam is going to be having a conversation with Gary Bettman and the NHL about how they're going to proceed with precautions while entering uh, when they're in Canada. And to think about how, you know, someone who would not be talking to any of them in sports is now talking to them and they are going to have that conversation. It just seems it's interesting and it's it, it's kind of, uh, I, there's an excitement, but there's also that worry that, listen, it's going to happen hopefully, but there is still a possibility it will not.
1: When the commissioner comes out and says, this is our plan, as, far, as long as the health crisis kind of peters out by the time we're talking about the dates that we're talking about, this is what we're gonna go forward with. Uh, and yeah, that's something that you can be positive about. And we spoke last week, and uh, you shared your concern about the border, which is a true concern, whether or not they're going to even allow some of these athletes to come back into the country. We're talking about, it's not even just U.S. and Canada we're talking about. We're talking about the players coming from Europe, coming from all over the world. They went and isolated back home. Are they going to be allowed back into the States, and back into Canada to play these games, which doesn't seem as important in this day and age right now? Um, for sure, for but sure. But as I told you, they're going to make exceptions for these million-dollar athletes, especially when we're talking about the world opening up and the first semblance of something, some normalcy, is bringing sports back. And I shared with you how uh, governors and even the president is is pushing for a return to sports, just to give some, to give uh, regular folk something to look forward to. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give some. Provisions or, or exceptions to these athletes to get them back into these countries, so that
0: we can have sports in some some format. Totally. Now, are we still looking at a few hub cities? Is that still the details, or they have are they and have they announced any hub cities, or are we still up in the air on where these games might be played?
1: So Gary Batman said yes, it's going to be a hub city format. So okay. there are ten there are ten cities that are up for consideration, and they're going to choose two. It, probably one on the East coast and one on the West coast and then split it down the middle. We'll have 12 teams out on the East uh, hub city and 12 teams in the West hub city. And uh, it's, it's interesting because um, there are a couple of Canadian cities that are up for consideration for this, including Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton. And again, we were talking about the port, the border and whether or not if these players come back, are they going to have to quarantine for two weeks? If one of the hub cities is a Canadian city then, yeah, they're going to make even more exceptions and and ensure that these players don't have to quarantine for two weeks before getting back into practice with their their teammates and so forth. So he shared this plan. It's going to be a hub city plan. And we'll see. He hasn't announced which uh, two hub cities it will be. That's going to take place in the near future. It depends on, again, uh, how well these cities do handling this virus and uh, handling the outbreak and managing it from now until then
0: for sure But as you said, it's an excitement for those, uh, I think you used the word "us," regular people, as normal people, those of us who are really just sitting back going, we just want some sort of sports. And obviously in Canada, hockey is such a huge sport to play and to be able to have it finish. Is there people may not have been talking about it, but is there any concern that this is going to run right into the beginning of potentially next season? Cause they're going to be finishing the playoffs that off time they've kind of already had, do they start training camp right away for the following season? How, how is that going as he spoke about that at all?
1: Yeah, my good question. So seeing as these sports are so gung ho with finishing their 2020 seasons, we're talking in the NBA and the NHL. Yeah. They're having to foresee a future which in which they push back the 2021 season just to get in the 2020 season. And uh, it's kind of odd because um Typically, the schedule is both NBA and NHL. They begin in October, right up until the summer when they have their their playoffs and, and award their championships. But because of this, this is this uh, pandemic is kind of making them realize that maybe they don't need to have a timeline like this. I believe mm. Gary Bettman said that if they have to begin 2021 in December, so be it. And, and uh, I know that there are some NBA coaches and, and front office executives who've talked about you know what, we should start our NBA season on Christmas. Why not? That's what we should be doing instead of competing in the NFL <laughs> from September to December with these meaningless games. When you think about it, you yeah, yeah. might as well start on your biggest date, start on Christmas when NBA has like four or five games anyways, yeah. and then start the season then. So the, pande- the pandemic might change things going forward, and who knows, it could be for the better as far as uh, timeline and, and the schedule is concerned.
0: That's kind of cool. Do you think it might lead to future seasons being a little bit shorter and more condensed, instead of drawing out this long regular season just to make sure you get to the playoffs? We, we all know the actions in the playoffs.
1: That's a good question, man. Like, I know the NBA extended their season so that they can add in more rest days. That's what some of the star players were, were mm-hmm. asking about. We're talking about your Kawhi Leonard's who are having to, who, uh, to manage their injuries and so take some games off. So for that, they were extending their season and adding more rest weeks, rest days. But now, if we're going to start the NBA season and even the NHL season in the winter time, they still want to award their championships in the summer. That's, that's just something that uh, works out well for them. They're not competing against too many other sports. You know, you have baseball and then um, sports that that take place on the weekends. I'm talking like horse racing, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something that's ideal that they'd like to keep but from if they're going to change the start date of their seasons it might be more condensed because again you're you're dealing with fewer weeks and so uh, maybe you have two games and three nights again something like that or maybe they cut games from the total you know Uh, we're talking 82 games right now is that really necessary maybe they, they cut it to 70 games so yeah, we'll see. I'm saying this, this pandemic is going to change sports going forward.
0: It's, probably, it's also it's probably the best thing for them because now they don't have to stick to something. They don't have to try and deal with the, back, uh, the outcry of what would happen if they made a change. It's just like, hey, listen, it's all because of COVID. And everyone goes, okay, no problem. That's,
1: right. That's a very good just point. Go for it. Very good That's point. Kind like, of neat. Uh, especially the traditional fans. They don't like major change as far as their sport is concerned. Look, look at baseball. They fight any kind of small change to their sport so if they can blame it on someone like COVID as you said then yeah this is an ideal scenario obviously it's not ideal that you're losing thousands of people's lives and it's affecting uh, sports in this manner but it's ideal that they could pin it on something else and then make a major change to their sport and go forward
0: that way the NBA's they're hoping to utilize ESPN center with the hotels nearby um, it sounds really simple and easy if you hear it, you go, well, that makes the most sense. Why not? Obviously, uh, they could play as many games as possible. They can go down there. But it's funny that then you get some of the agents stepping up and saying, well, well, well hold on a second here. Some of these hotel rooms are not as luxurious as my star athlete would require in order to play. Uh, I don't know if this is possible. <laughs> and so, of course, I start sitting there going, what are you talking about? They're still making their millions of dollars. They're just not staying in a beautiful place. Is this potentially something that could derail the whole Disney World? It's a sticking point. Like,
1: it's not something that will derail the whole project. But as you know, I went to Disney World not not too long ago, a few weeks before this pandemic hit. So I know what you they're bet. talking about here. I stayed at one of the what maybe four star <laughs> resort in Disney World, rather than one of those uh, swanky ones that I know that you've been to in the past. So I yeah. Have would that be player, if you're if we're talking about housing the Lakers, the Clippers, all these teams, right? And say LeBron and the Lakers get first choice and they have they go what? They they stay at what's a, a major resort there? The Swan? Is that one of the better ones? Swan's Roberts? a big
0: one, yeah, yeah. We have the Swan. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of the Polynesian is another large one and then uh, Okay. Yeah. So totally.
1: say we put LeBron and the Clippers and all of them at the Swan and the Polynesian. We'll say you're going to put, what, the Indiana Pacers and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to situate them at the uh,
0: All-Star Music and All-Star Sport. Yeah. and the campground. One of them can have the campground. That's yeah, no Memphis big deal, right?
1: Season, right. You know those those hotel rooms differ as far as size and, and stuff. Totally. And then we're also talking about – so if they're going to stay at Disney World to, to hold the NBA season, they want to have basically a bubble, and which yeah. means only NBA and NBA personnel are coming in and leaving. There's no one else. There's going to be no fans whatsoever. And they're also going to allow a certain amount of family as well. So if we're talking about players staying in these hotel rooms and having family with them, then, then yeah, we're talking about maybe a three or four months staying at one place. You're only staying in your hotel room and going back and forth from there to the venue. So yeah, something like where you're sleeping and where you're keeping your family is a hang up. But again, as I said earlier, it's not something that's going to derail the project.
0: But it's funny that it's even a conversation, though. Obviously, there are some valid points there. It's funny it's a conversation. The other thing I thought was interesting too is when initially they, uh, they kind of put forward this idea, I thought, great, no one's at Disney World, there's no visitors, there's no one. But then now, as news starts coming out, you start hearing, well, Disney World might reopen and guests can now go, but you know there won't be as many. So then I start saying, well, are those guests staying in the hotels? Which hotels then are available to the NBA? Which hotels are available to the guests? You know, what happens if the guests start jumping over it? So I, it, it's just interesting as things happen. I know Disney World obviously wants everything open, but to me, the NBA would have to be a large contract for them at this time and no one's in their park. Uh, it has to take precedent, in my opinion. But, you know, uh, corporations are corporations and they'll do what they can to get their guests. So, um, yeah, is there without a concern a, there?
1: Without a doubt. Well, as you said, the NBA would be staying out of the wide world of sports as far as where... The games take place, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, you're going to give the NBA first choice on where where you're going to house the athletes. So when you're talking about Disney World actually opening up, is it going to be opening up just as a a driving venue, like it is for some of these zoos across uh, North America? I know it's like Mm -hmm. Natty Zoo, San Francisco, Toronto Zoo. Yeah. Be like that, or are you actually going to open the public to walk around? Now, I believe the reason why Disney World is even in consideration to house the NBA is because again they could treat it like a big bubble and not let anyone else in. So mm-hmm. yeah, managing that and managing uh, the dollars as far as getting, getting crowds back in, uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see in the near future. You know, it's going to come in. Come down totally. to
0: few weeks. Yeah, it's going to happen fast, especially as the states are clearly opening up more and more and progressing in that direction. Um, Now, what's great about this scenario, again, kind of going back to NHL, is that the difference in the two scenarios is that, one, you have one facility everyone's playing in and potentially hotels that are available to everybody. My biggest question would be is some of these hub cities, how do they isolate hotels that are in areas where we make sure that there's no one else staying in them? I mean, these cities still need to operate as cities. They still need to have business travel, and that's what they're uh, relying on. The NHL would be a huge boost for them. But are there enough places for those NHL players to stay? And would they not have that same issue where some people would get the nice room and some people would get the, eh?
1: For sure. Like if we're talking about, say, Winnipeg was one of the options as a hub city for the NHL. I mean, it's an ideal place. It probably has, has the fewest cases in, in Canada. But yeah, do you have the amount of, of hotel and uh, the ability to house all these teams there? So yeah, that's that comes down to... That's part of the decision as well. Um, what are you thinking as far as some of the, the locations that they're considering for a hub city? I know I saw the list of 10. Yeah. Which ones do you think would be ideal? Like which cities do you think would be best to bring NHL back to?
0: Well, I mean, obviously just for a market marketing sense, Toronto's huge, right? You gotta, to not be where the Leafs are as big. The Leafs, make a big difference too because they have the condos and they have the hotel rooms that are right by the ACC uh, within the two buildings. There's private access to them so I could see them being able to hose a lot house those athletes a lot easier but on the other side there's no fans in the no fans in the stadium so it doesn't really matter where they are at the end of the day because you could go in any city possible the fans aren't any closer they're just watching it on the screen Uh, but I mean I just wouldn't see I couldn't see Toronto not being in there Yes, Toronto's got some issues. They've got a lot more cases than some of the other cities. Vancouver's doing the best, really. Um, And so they have to be pretty high on the list for that scenario. I mean, they're better than a majority of the U.S. cities that would be in contention anyways. So, you know, to not put Vancouver on that's huge, it's just my question would be is where do they stay? Um, I mean, that is the part that no one's really talking about on the NHL side. They're just happy to have the Canadian city, right? Everyone's going, it's Canada. We're great. We got some cities. Fantastic. That's awesome. Are the players, do the players have concerns? Have we talked to the players about it? You know, I'm not sure what the details are. We're lucky we have more Canadian players that would have homes that they could stay at, but those players aren't staying in their homes. They have to stay in the city that they're at. So, yeah, it's a challenging one. I would say Toronto has to be, and I'd say Vancouver. Edmonton would be a tough one, I would think. I don't think Edmonton has the capacity to handle it, but, you know, I'm not too sure. Yeah,
1: that's why I would think that you you wouldn't want it in Toronto because, as you said, it has some of the higher cases in Canada. Um, And, again, the transit system is just shut down as far as this is concerned. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to get these players to and from – where they have to be for these games because, like, they they can't all play out of the ACC. I'm sure they're going to have some other arenas use up, uh, what RICO Coliseum, some other spots. I would like to mm. see it in. I would like to see it somewhere in like Vancouver, as, as you said. They have almost no cases whatsoever.
0: Completely. And the
1: Canucks aren't even a, a playoff team, so this is something like, uh, you know, give one of the teams that won't get, um, some of the the revenue from from playing in a different totally. form of playoffs. But giving them some revenue uh, this way, and that, but then you have to figure out an East Coast hub city, and then obviously you don't want it to be two hub cities in, in Canada. This is uh, this is a sport that has the majority of the, the teams in the state, so maybe somewhere like Columbus. I know they've been bidding for for uh, to be a hub city. Maybe like Columbus yeah. and Vegas or Columbus and Vancouver. Ooh, that's what I would think is an ideal scenario.
0: For sure. I mean, the other thing too is you you're going to get to the point where where does the Stanley Cup get held? You know, is it a city in the states? Is it a city in Canada? Um, you know, if, sports, is it
1: all these sports? I feel like I feel like they don't want to think too far ahead. Like let's let's get this plan forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The games July. played, and then by the time the games are being played in like July, August, September, who knows? This could be really cleared up, and then you can have somewhat of a uh, traditional Stanley Cup final.
0: Any news on the soccer front, MLS? I mean, obviously their season would have already started a few months ago. Actually, their season kind of almost would have started right when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. They would have been starting. It didn't start. Uh, so how long are they on hold for? Are they planning anything moving forward? I know we have mm-hmm. sports happening in Europe, so yeah.
1: Yeah, they may be one of the, the North American sports that comes back the soonest. Uh, I believe they're talking about like a, a tournament format for their season so we're not going to wow. get like a regular season and then playoffs they'll just do something like uh maybe a bracket or something like that maybe, right hold, maybe hold a like a truncated version of a champions league tournament you know, you know what i mean that's
0: so, awesome and that's actually yeah, yeah. more exciting anyways in my opinion and be, because
1: and that would be held in one locale as well and they, they would bubble that off it won't be like you travel to seattle to play the sounders and then you know what they're all going to be in the same spot so
0: See, I love the reason I love soccer specifically is down to the World Cup. I love a number of games in a day having to happen in a short period of time, breaking it down to the finals. You've got the winning teams and you go for it. Every time I see that format, I'm always more excited about it. And it's similar to the Olympics, right? We want that boom, 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 finals done. The adrenaline rush continues forward. There's not this, well, this game they lost, but it didn't really mean anything. They could have lost the last 20 games and it didn't mean anything. It's not until the playoffs. So if they go in that direction, that's a big fan point for me. And I think more people would probably enjoy that. And they could do it. They can play a ton of games. The games are always, you know, they, they're set at 90 minutes. We know that. They have their half times. So really, you can get a few games in it a day. And if there's no fans, that's the easiest part.
1: That's right, man. Like As, as we were saying earlier, this is going to force some leagues and some sports to change and it could change for the better. Like this is something that they wouldn't traditionally try, but COVID is forcing them to try this and it could turn out to be a, a big win for 2020. They could come out of this with some new fans as far as the format's concerned. Obviously they go back to a, a regular, regular season and playoffs, but yeah, this, uh, if we're talking about like a hybrid of a March madness and, a and um yeah olympic tournament style tournament then yeah people would be all for it especially fans that are just thirsty for sports so like i can understand
0: why in sports they like to spread stuff out because they want the fans to keep coming to the stadium to sit in the seats to buy the food to buy the drinks buy the merchandise in a scenario where that's not possible really then everyone's streaming anyways. Everyone's on a device. They have some way of seeing this. You know, most people do. There are obviously some that don't have internet and so forth, but most people do. If they miss a game, they can watch it later. It doesn't have to be, oh, we need to make sure this is prime time. It's like prime time is any time, especially during COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's a great point. And again, as you said, if you take the fans out of it, take um, take the 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 fan exp- the live experience out of it, Then it's all about the entertainment it's only about the game so yeah this could be huge for mls if it's a tournament style and it's purely about the game could be very good for especially in the market like america
0: for sure and it's a good boost for north america in soccer because obviously soccer has always had its struggles mls has been doing very well lately uh mls has even been one of those scenarios where they've learned that a shorter uh, a smaller stadium with less uh, ability to hold fans Sells out quicker and gives that atmosphere, so they're the one of the groups that would have been making the least amount of money anyways, but mm-hmm. they can make a ton of money on the TV rights if everyone starts watching. So there's could be a big boost for them on that front. We know CFL's September. Not much change there. Hopefully that happens for them. NFL news in the NFL this week. Anything major or everything kind of similar?
1: Nothing major. This is typically one of the quieter periods in the NFL anyways. Um, you know, we just got past free agency, got past the draft, and the schedule's out now. Uh, we'd be getting into OTAs right now, which is just like a smaller version of training camp. And so, yeah, uh, there's nothing new in the NFL right now. It's just like minor signings, minor deals, like Joe Flacco found a team. He's going to be a backup quarterback for the Jets, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's it's business as usual for the NFL. Again, they're, they're anticipating that by the time we get to July, August, September, it's going to be more normal than – it is right now and perhaps they could have a season that is 80 to 90 percent normal maybe they Mm -hmm. start off with no fans in the in the seats as far as the first uh four or five weeks or something like that that's the worst case scenario or they start off with what stadiums 50 percent full and then it just goes from there it opens up more and more you know so yeah the nfl is uh they're trying to take a, a a positive approach to it an optimistic approach to it
0: Great conversation with Michael Climate there. Uh, As always, if you're looking for more, check us out on mixedmovements.com, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube.